to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and today we're talking to Caroline and Parker Thurman, the four and seven glow beautiful adventure. I know you are going to love hearing not only about their story and their beautiful work together, but you're also going to love hearing about how in marriage over time, we bounce off our ideas from one another, we rub off on each other in all the good and bad ways, and hopefully mostly good, and we also get to talk about how we can do meaningful work together after we get moving in our marriage and even during. So I loved hearing from Caroline and from Parker as to how sometimes even when you're you're in the middle of trying something out experimentally in marriage, a new chapter of life, you find your beautiful adventure. So I cannot wait for you to hear their story. It's so much fun and it's meaningful and deep. And I also love how we got a chance on this episode to talk a bit about the Harmony Triads. I'm going to be doing an entire episode on that in the upcoming weeks, but it's fun to be balancing these glow episodes out with some of our main topics for everybody. But this is an episode I think everybody can learn from. So I'm super excited for that. Our updates as we're moving along, I am loving my Enneagram and Marriage course students. We are really having a blast and we're also opening doors to more students for August 26th start day. So visit Enneagram and marriage if you'd like to get started on learning how to be an Enneagram and marriage certified coach. And you can actually use the code to make sure you get the bonuses and a better rate. So I'm excited to begin with new students, but I hate endings as a seven. So I'm hanging on to the rest of these weeks with my ENM students that are my pioneers, that there's just nothing like that first group who uh, joins you in your mission as you're starting something out. And I am feeling such a huge weight lifted now that there's so many doing Enneagram and marriage relationship work together. We're we're really having a lot of good conversations. I'm learning things too, as always happens when you have great people around you. So thank you to you guys in my class. So we're headed into round two. So head over to Enneagram and Marriage if you want to be part of that. I also want to say it was so fun to share a few of our stories on Instagram from our 20 year anniversary trip. That was a really special time. And with our kids being older, we got to have a lot of time just Wes and I, as well as a lot of great family time. Our family geeked out because we went not only to the Rocky Mountains, and got to hike, but we also went to the foothills and Pikes Peak in that area because this is so dorky of us, but in addition to being Smallville buffs as a TV series, we love to crash at the end of the night with our family TV time. We also love Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. And that's probably like laughable to some of you who are like, what? But that show was on when I was in high school and my mom used to watch it and I would be running out and saying, no way, that's so boring and lame. And she was like, it's good, it's good. And so who knows how we got started on it about four years ago, but we finished the show up a few years ago and then we knew heading to Colorado, we wanted to watch it again. So now we are back in full throttle and after our crazy hikes and adventures there, we would every night crash in our hotel and watch Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. So it was a lot of fun as a family, as a couple, and we just are appreciative of a little bit of refreshment time. And I made a lot of things as you guys celebrate anniversaries. You've heard me say when we had our 10 year, I really did not do it upright at all. I was just helping other couples. And even though I had four or five couples reach out to me on this trip, I was able to set boundaries and say, you know, I'll be back after the week. And that's important because you guys need your time to recharge 
even if you love your job like I do. And I'm like, oh, this is great. Hearing from people is great. But I also have been learning over the years to steward my own marriage, not just the lives and relationships of others. So take that note if you're a pastor listening or if you're somebody who has that tendency like me to run ahead to honor those relationships you're with in the moment. It is such a blessing for you long term. Be a long game thinker, not just a short game person. Another blessing from our time was I got to meet with the first supervisor I'd ever had who lives out in Colorado Springs. And she was able to meet with me and encourage me. And that is pretty cool to be able to meet my first marriage and family therapy supervisor. And she reminded me that the struggles and the trials I've had in the last 20 years have actually made my work a lot deeper. So that's something I wanted to leave with you guys too, was the fact that if you've had a lot of difficulties, I think that we kind of go back to that debate a lot in this show is if you've been through some stuff, does that help you or hurt you ultimately as you're leading and working? And I think we know that how hard it is to go through that refiner's fire, that it's ultimately such a blessing for those that get to see added compassion and understanding for the stories and the journeys because you've had some or a taste or a touch at least of a lot of different stories in your own life. So it's made you deeper and richer. I remember at the beginning of my therapeutic journey, I thought, oh, I've had my therapy and I've become a coach or a counselor and now I'll probably not have to struggle through anything because I'll know what to do. And of course, as you guys know, and I didn't know this in my early 20s, you still have to walk through all the stages, even if you know them by heart, even if you've gotten an A plus on your test, these journeys will need to be experienced in order to create a richer journey for you and your people that you're serving in all the different fields you're serving in. So take heart and know that. And that was just such a gift given to me that I wanted to remind you guys of that as we get started on our interview. And I hope again, like I said, that when you have a special day or moment that you won't, like I've done, pass it up, but that you'll learn from my mistakes and and find your way again. So I'm glad that Caroline and Parker, our guests today, have been in my life as well because they've definitely enriched Wes and I's life. You need good friends to pray with you, to journey with you, to be silly with you. We've played a lot of fun games together. Uh, our husbands have traveled together. Caroline and I have had family beach times, lunch times, just a myriad of great experiences and uh, we've shepherded each other's children and I'm just grateful because you need a tribe and my friends and I got to reconnect today so you're going to get to hear that but I also more importantly want you to know that their beautiful story can touch you as well just like it's touched me so a little bit about Caroline and Parker as we get started is Caroline is a visual storyteller she has taken Enneagram and marriage photos of me that of course with a four photographer were very easy to sit for because she cares about the depths and she's not looking for perfect good looks. She's looking for authenticity and it makes you less anxious when you know somebody cares who's a visual storyteller. And I've been able to see her work for the Americas as they're going to talk a little bit about too of children in poverty and she is just gifted and they work together at loving teens and mentoring teens together. They do this in a way that is not judgmental, but is truly loving and Christ-like. And I love that. And they have fun too in their ministries as they'll tell. But one story before they come on that stands out to me is that uh, one of my favorite therapists who's 
written a book with me, actually, Dr. Sharon Otis. That's she's local and she's 70 plus. And uh, she was working for the same teen organization that Parker was working for here in Florida. And they were repelling down the side of a building in order to raise money for youth. So that just makes me laugh as the worlds merge sometimes. And I know that there's just good people that are fun. And Dr. Otis is a two and a two and a seven can have a lot of fun too. (laughs) So, but now we're going to hear from the richness of the seven and four glow. I know you guys are in for a treat and I hope you really enjoy getting to hear Parker and Caroline talk. Hey, Caroline and Parker. I'm so happy to have you today. Hey, Hey, Krista. Yeah, it's great to be with you. Thank you. This is such a wonderful time because I haven't got to catch up with my friends in a couple months. So you guys are getting to hear us catch up as some of our dearest friends who recently moved up to Virginia and we miss you guys so much already. I know we miss you guys too. Yeah, we miss you, Krista. Lots been happening, but um, yeah. Yeah, it's been good. You know, we moved back home to be close to family in Virginia Beach. So we've been getting to see a lot of our parents and cousins and siblings a lot more. And so that part's been really, really wonderful. Mm, I love hearing that. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your family? Okay, so Sophia is going to be in ninth grade next year. But this year we were homeschooling since we moved and Miriam will be starting kindergarten next year. So they're doing really well adjusting, really enjoying being with family. But of course, they miss you all and our Florida family, too. Yeah, Yeah, they're doing great. And then, you know, we went to high school together up here. So our families are all close by her parents and my parents and we both have uh she has a sister i have a sister and a brother that are both here and so it's just been really great to be around everyone oh i'm so touched by that and you guys have some beautiful legacies too that i've gotten to hear about up there so i'm just happy you're getting to spend time with relatives of all ages and stages that must be such a blessing yeah my grandmother is you know the only from that generation still alive and she's still running her hotel here in Virginia beach it's called the Cuddy Sark hotel. And so she's like 80, like 87 and she's still, still up there running that every day. And so I've been in, we've been able to go up and see her a lot and just oh. spend time with her. And it's just, that's been really, really just amazing. Mm, I'm so glad. And I know Caroline has said what a special place that is for her to relax. Right, Caroline. Yeah, we really love going down to the beach and it's just a fun place for the whole family. But it's just a it's a fun place because Parker's grandparents worked really hard to to launch it and it's been going for so many years. So I love that my kids can see that um, the family legacy. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is really cool. And I love that you gave us a taste of being a high school sweetheart. So tell us how you guys met. <laughs> well, we weren't high school sweethearts. We, we started dating <laughs> in college, but um, we did meet in high school and became pretty good friends. Like we, we met at camp actually at a young life camp mm. up in Saranac, New York. We went in the same group, but I don't think we actually met until we got there. And it was just love at first sight. <laughs> not really um, I was like I know I, think I for didn't me, yeah for, more so for me you yes. know we we were dating other people I think you know and it was high school so but it was there was something special about Caroline I noticed the minute I saw her I think it took Caroline a little longer but <laughs> Caroline is stunning by the way I'll have to show her picture <laughs> yeah that's very true and so yeah that's where we met was was at camp and really became friends you know through high school and yeah. Parker was a really good friend to me in high school and he was one of the most kind people. And for a high school boy, you know, that's really different. So 
Yeah. um, (laughs) He stood out to me in that way. He was a really good friend and we stayed connected through college. And that's when we started dating. Yeah, we started dating and I guess summer after sophomore year in college. And then I went to the Virginia Military Institute and every year they have this or for your junior year, you have your ring figure, which is where you get your class ring and and you get to invite a date. And it's mainly all boys. There are girls there, but it's mostly boys. And so that's kind of like a special weekend where you get to invite your date. And I married my ring figure date, which was kind of cliche, I guess. But it was, <laughs> but yeah, it was this really special time that we dated long distance for years before we got married. Oh, wow. That's a fact that I sometimes forget about you guys. So you were, lo- how did you guys make long distance work? <laughs> It was hard. Yeah. Lots of phone calls. Yeah. I mean, it was before FaceTime and all that type mm. of stuff. So, you know, lots of. Lots of mixed CDs were happening. <laughs> um. we, we just recently found like a whole booklet of CDs with all these CDs that we had made each other. It was kind of neat, but they're also scratched up. <laughs> you can barely yeah. hear them. Oh my gosh. That is so seven and four of you guys to make each other all that music. <laughs> I always have connected with fours on music and I didn't know that about you guys. What's one of your songs that you guys really love? I've never asked you that. Van Morrison. Oh, the bright side of the road. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a good one. Um, you know, we listen, it's funny. It's hard to say because we both are listening to so many different types of music <laughs> Yes, um, I bet. as a seven and four. Really that's gosh. not an easy question. But even the night of our first kiss, we went to a concert together. So, you know, that was, I guess, maybe par for the course there. <laughs> yes, you guys that know your Yeah, it was a Dashboard Confessional concert, which if any of y'all have ever heard them, you know that. <laughs> it's a very emotional Ooh. band. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I have to check them out. That's so fun, you guys. It's mainly it's music you listen to when you got dumped by somebody, I think. <laughs> but it's like a seven is like, oh, I can feel this with you for this night. And then we can go out and be happy. And then the four is just like, I'm just in this. So I just bet that was just heaven for you guys. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And that's still something that we really connect with is music together. Hmm. And oh, I think that's been passed down to our kids too. You know, they're both very just into music and Sophia's a singer and um, even little Miriam, you know, getting into, I uh, just think it, it, music's just a big part of our life. So it's been passed down. Wow. I love that. I'm so glad I see that in your girls and I know Sophie's an opera singer, so I can definitely see, uh, just the love that you guys have poured out into your darling girls. And I was going to ask you guys also about, uh, because your pairing is called beautiful adventure. This is a huge question, of course, but how do you think that name has played out in your life together? I think that we really found our beautiful adventure, when we started missions work together and that first year we were missionaries in the slums of Costa Rica, it was really rough and we really needed each other more than ever. And I think that's where we like really discovered our glow um, because Mm. I needed that, like that strong joyfulness from Parker Mm-hmm. and hopefully I brought something to the table with him, <laughs> um, <Definitely. laughs> but, um, I definitely like, we really thrived on being on mission and being like in the, we weren't doing it for the adventure, but it definitely took an adventurous spirit to like take that plunge and go. And once we were there, we just really loved being able to serve those kids who really needed that attention and who needed their lives to be improved, but it was super hard. So we relied on each other so much. And I think from there, we knew that we wanted to do missions like 
our whole life because of the, the way we grew closer together and because we loved like doing something really hard that was for the greater good. Yeah, I'd say, you know, we always had kind of an adventurous spirit to our relationship, you know, and when when we were in college, I studied abroad in Spain and she came over and spent a couple of weeks with me and Mm. um, we got traveled together. And and then even just being long distance and meeting up halfway places and just, you know, having those adventures together. And and so then I think when we found missions work, that's when it kind of gave purpose to our adventure, our adventurous spirit, you know, and Mm -hmm. um, really kind of gave, yeah, like gave, gave the reason to do it, not just for our own, you know, needs and desires for adventure, but that we realized that we could really help other people through, through that as well. Oh man, that is just amazing to hear that your beautiful adventure wasn't all about you guys being enthralled with each other. And we know when we're young couples, that's got to be part of it, but you were able to say, wow, the deeper, more meaningful adventure together has made it worth it, has made us know that helping and serving others through missions long-term is just the life we have found. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. Wow. Yeah. And it's, I'd say, you know, one of the really cool things about how we balance each other out too is, you know, being a seven, I, I tend to get bored quickly. Mm-hmm. And then even now, you know, we're, we're living in Virginia and doing missions work abroad, but we're not traveling as much as we would like to. And right now with, uh, you know, the way the world has been, we haven't been traveling at all. But then Caroline just has this amazing way, you know, when we're, we're trying to still tell the story of what we're, you know, the work that we're doing uh, well. And what's really cool is a lot of times Caroline will be telling these stories through pictures or through, you know, different mediums. But what it does is it reignites the passion in me. And so her ability to to see that kind of long term picture and vision and then be able to like show it using her artistic eye and everything. It it keeps me on track and keeps me from getting, uh, you know, bored and just sidetracked on something else. And so it, it reignites the passion in me, too. Oh, that's really an interesting way to say it because I know that the fours are past thinkers and sevens are future thinkers. So it's really Mm. neat for me to hear that she keeps you grounded and that instead of it just being painful to look back, that she makes something beautiful from it. I have a super hard time looking back. And we always want to think that our growth journey is always like looking forward. And I keep growing a little bit each day and it's two steps forward, one step back. But sometimes growing older, I've noticed I'm even more kind of buried in my stuff. So looking back Mm. is even harder. So I can imagine that with a four, there's pain in it, but there's such a reward from looking back. Is that true, Parker? Yeah, I would say so. For me, I definitely I'm always forward thinking. Yes. And I try to just leave the past. And I have a really bad memory, so that helps. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if that's like a self coping mechanism or not, but um, you know, but Caroline is able to remind me of the why behind what we do a lot of times because she's she remembers you know more of those experiences and it's just more tangible for her. Mm, okay. So for you, there's not as much pain when you look back. It's more just beauty. Like I forgot this. I genuinely was moving on and happy go lucky. And you know what? Like this is important. And I'm so glad you reminded me of it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'd say that's been the case a lot. <laughs> mm. And I tend to only remember the good things. Um, and, and that's okay. And it helps me to be the joyful, happy person that I am. But I think when we're doing work that matters like this, that's really helping people. It's important to remember, you know, what their experience is and what their life is like, and and not just gloss over that and just be, you know, 
happy and joyful all the time. Mm. So she helps me to do that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad. Cause that was going to be one of my questions was you said, uh, Caroline, that he really helps you with the joy. And you said, I hope I bring him something. And that is sometimes the tentative state of the four, but I'm hearing you bring him so much and I love your photography as well. So I'm going to be showcasing some of that on my Instagram page this week, but you just have such a passion for taking photos. And how did that start for you? Yeah, I love using photography to help tell people's stories because, you know, everyone has an important story to tell. And there's something about photography that just has this visceral realness about it, right? And it can really connect people. And I got into that after a missions trip in Nicaragua. And that was one of the first times that I really got to work with underprivileged kids and the things that I experienced with them, I really, I just knew that I had to tell their story. At the time I was just painting and doing sculpture and painting and sculpture just wasn't doing the trick to <laughs> help express like the, the immediate need that we needed to help, you know, bring aid to these kids and help fund their orphanage and, you know, all of these things, these goals that we had. And I knew photography is just the best way to communicate an important story like that. So that's when I decided to go back to school and study photography as well. I just made a connection that I hadn't thought about was, you know, after that first trip to Nicaragua, we both came back and had this desire to do something. And me as a seven, I threw a party and I raised money <laughs> to, to give money back to the, the to orphan network. But then Caroline changed her major and went, you know, and really took turned her whole life to be able to like really tell these stories and make an impact in that way. And so I think that's really neat how <laughs> like our different personalities processed and then even, you know, that even just played out in different ways. Wow. I love that. Oh my gosh. That is beautiful. Oh my gosh. So Caroline, you were saying that you ended up finding your way to photography because you had to shift a little bit. And that's not always easy for a four because, you know, finding that momentum and getting into action, that was very brave of you. Yeah, it was a huge change for me. Um, but I think that it was, you know, the motivation was just, you know, I had to be able to help these kids. Mm -hmm. And I think that we all have moments in our lives where we see something that is unjust and it's just not okay. And we have to do something about it. And that was the turning point in my life when I really saw firsthand that children were really in need, that they were experiencing abuse, that they weren't being cared for. And it just, wow. you know, that was the thing that I, in my mind, I couldn't go on with my life without doing something mm -hmm. about it. And so that's what I knew I wanted to give my life to. So, you know, I'm definitely not a huge fan of change in my life. And so <laughs> Parker and I go back and forth about that a lot. And a lot of times I'm saying, can we please just like have things the same for like one month? <laughs> but, um, um, so, but that was a a major motivation for me to change for sure. Yeah. Wow. I see that. And I see that Parker would probably just like you helped him to go back. And, uh, the word that's been coming up for me lately is Sankofa. I keep seeing it when I go on vacations of go back and get it, the old African proverb. And it makes me think you give him that. And then he's giving to you this momentum to say like, yes, we can do this. And even just being together that rubbing off on each other has been such a blessing. 
So, wow, I'm loving hearing this. And it's almost making me tear up to think about how your beautiful adventure has extended itself so that others could have one too. And that is just beyond my hopes for your pairing. And I love how you've allowed God to work in you. Um, I want to see, this is what happens to me when I have a four on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, anyway, I'm going to let go of that for a minute and get back into my headspace. And, um, I'm also going to stay with my heart, but I want to ask you guys about your time together as a couple in terms of what do you think it's important for other fours and sevens out there to know about how to care for each other, to replenish and to refresh each other, either in marriage or with self-care. So we've been married almost 15 years now, which is Aww, pretty cool. Congratulations. Um, and so it took me 14 and a half years to figure this out. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> Time. but I just, right. I, I, it's just hard for me because I want to, I think when there's conflict in our marriage between each other, like I want to resolve it right, right away. I want to just like talk through it, get to the apology, move on, be happy. Everything's great. And Caroline just needs a lot more time to process things. You know, even in, in the glow guide, it talked about how sometimes that can come across as like cold or icy, but I think I've realized, especially through this, like getting to know the Enneagram uh, better is just realize that that's just something I have to give her. And when I do, like our relationship is so much better. Like when I just let her walk away, instead of me seeing that as like a, a bad thing, I, I've, I've come to realize that that is just what she needs is that time to process so that, and then that usually ends up in us having a, a great conversation where we, we resolve things. And, um, and so that's been, been really good. And then also I'd say on the, the flip side of that is, is I, a lot of times I've learned that I need to kind of help her to do the things that are going to help her to be happier and healthier, such as creating art. So she talked about being a painter and a sculptor, and that might not be like her job or the thing that's going to help kids in poverty but mm-hmm. it's, it's the thing that I see bring her so much joy. So like just the other day she came out of the house and she had pain on her foot and on her shoulder and on her arms and a big old smile on her face. And I was just like, and it just made my whole day. Cause I'm like, yeah, she's in the studio painting. And you know, I could, that it just like the joy that comes from that. And I can just see her. So um, for me, it's just, you know, that need to, to push her to do those things that give her life because a lot of times she can get stuck in kind of the, the other stuff. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. You guys just made me cry. <laughs> you guys are so <laughs> sweet. I love how you had joy when you saw that, when you saw, because you showed how, obviously when you have the love of God in your heart, you can extend past yourself and find joy for your whole day from seeing somebody else happy. And I know that Caroline is a big crier. <laughs> so she's probably cried about that a time or two, but I'm so happy, Caroline, that you get to do what you love because partly your spouse says, give yourself permission. Have you loved that part of marriage? I have. Yeah. Parker's been very supportive of me and just in my personality. And I think having such different personalities at first was kind of hard, or I felt like I had to maybe put on a mask and not show that I like really needed that space to create or that like, I am so much better when I go to yoga, but that feels like a selfish time for me. But, you know, I think throughout our relationship, I've learned to be okay with taking that space for myself. And it really helps that he's like, 
so supportive of it. And he, when he sees me struggling, he's like, like, I'll take the kid. You just need to go do your thing. So Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that. Sometimes Mm -hmm. he's like very assertive about that. (laughs) Maybe too assertive sometimes, but (laughs) But, I mean, I appreciate it too. Cause I think I get really wrapped up in just like needing to get all of the work done and needing to make sure the kids are all, you know, taken care of. And then I put myself aside for too long. So Mm -hmm. he's good at getting me back on track with my own health and my own creativity. And that's when I'm in a good place. Yeah. Wow. Because four spend a lot of time in their one space being very busy and doing very detailed, organized work. And that is really beautiful. And you make such beautiful artistic creations because of it. But it's really neat when a fours spouse can see that, honor that, and also find like Parker's not saying the word tiptoe, but a beautiful kind of dance is what marriage is, where sometimes you are a bit on your toes to help the other person know you have the freedom, but I also am not going to push you. And it sounds like sometimes he's able to say, okay, maybe right now I want to be assertive and maybe even invite her into self-care. But with a four, what fours need most of all is time. So sometimes you might present something to her and then she needs just some time to go figure that out, whether that's going to work, whether she needs that or whether she needs to stay in her one space and keep plugging away for a little while longer. And I'm just loving hearing how you guys are working with that. And I also like how Parker reminded the audience, this has taken some years to get to this point. Is that true? Oh, for sure. And even just like that space that you just mentioned, like that's been so hard for me to understand because I'm just super spontaneous. You know, like my daughter joked around about how every time she gets in the car with me, she just brings everything she could possibly need because she doesn't know where we're going to end up. (laughs) 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 And so, um, but so for me, yeah, like I'm just, you know, I don't need time to make a decision. I'm just like, okay, let's do it. But you know, Caroline, she's different with that. So I've had to learn to give her time and, and not rush her and yeah. One thing that we started doing recently when we moved to this neighborhood is going for walks together every day. And I think as I was reading through the glow guide, I saw to give a seven, a safe place to verbally process their feelings with. And I realized that one reason why maybe that's been so beneficial for us is because we just walk and talk and we can do it for an hour, two hours, if we have the time and it's been really nice. And so I think that includes the body work that I really Mm -hmm. like to walk out or just work out when I'm processing things, Mm -hmm. but adding, talking to it for Parker is really nice because he likes to talk about things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm definitely the talker of the two, (laughs) but she's an amazing (laughs) listener as I know from my friendship with her (laughs) as another seven. (laughs) So I love you guys. You guys do such a good job of that. And I was just with my four this morning. We walked over to the gym, my daughter, Hannah. And so I know how precious it is to connect with a seven and a four in that way. And how, yes, it could go on for hours because the four needs the time and the seven needs to be able to walk or to get the energy out. And there's a lot of anxiety there. So You guys work so well together in that way. And I'm happy you figured it out, but you also alluded to the fact that sometimes our kids are part of our glow, but they're not exact, you know, they haven't been doing this for all the same years as us. So sometimes it's funny to see kids who you're like, you're probably not going to marry somebody exactly like me, or maybe you will, but I've noticed that about (laughs) parenting, even on our last vacation, do you ever notice that sometimes that the kids might be a little different? Oh yeah, (laughs) for sure. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes. Oh, that's so fun though. Cause they get to and see a healthy marriage and how it can look. And there's 45 different couple pairings, so it can look very different. So what I was going to ask you guys too, is I know that us and, and my husband, Wes and I, we're all part of the idealistic harmony triad and something that probably bonds us as friends is the fact that we're all idealists, but in marriage, sometimes I know that we have to be practical and to say like, as idealists, we have the highest hopes for our families, for our children to be at their absolute best for us to be the perfect couple. Have you guys ever felt that pressure on yourselves or have you been able to relax that a little bit over the years? Definitely. I didn't realize I was such an idealist. So maybe you mentioned that this morning, (laughs) but um, yeah, definitely. I see that in our parenting definitely when things are we we realize a new challenge or like a new problem that we need to face as parents and I initially kind of go through this process of like oh my goodness you know this isn't exactly how I pictured it how are we going to solve this right away and Parker and I kind of work through that together and then as our marriage I think that we've been able to like relax a lot and just let us be who we are over the years, but that's been a process. Yeah. And I wonder, I wonder if the fact that we both are idealists has helped our marriage a lot because as fours and sevens, we're so different in a lot of ways that maybe our idealism is something that has drawn us together and helped us have a strong marriage because we just have that in common and that desire. Oh my gosh. That's so true. And I mean, I can completely relate to that, that you're right. The four and seven have a a very real relationship together as the idealists. Actually, when the late Dr. David Daniels talked about that, he said, you know, people wonder how does a seven ever have a relationship to that space? And people should know that they do have a relationship to four. And there's another grouping of two, five and eight that people don't always see as called the relationalists. And it's, it's not unexpected that the three, six, nine, the pragmatists would relate to each other, but your grouping, you're right. Parker is sort of unusual there. And yet it makes for an amazing marriage because Yes, you have to learn from the other groupings, but you're saying we're both idealists. So that works. Yeah, I think so. That definitely carries over in our life mission too, because we have a vision for how like we want to see the world and we're on mission to like help be a part of that change. Mm, Yeah, definitely. That's huge. You're right. Because you're not daunted when you see this huge mission before you. You're like, we're both in and we're both full throttle ready to help save these children. And that is something that you're probably not going to relent on. And it's totally your life's mission. Yeah. Wow. I love it. And I love that we can also learn from the other groupings because I think that when we were talking over our 20 year anniversary recently, I said, Wes, because we're both idealists, I think that we both thought that the marriage had to be perfect or it couldn't work. And I think that was a really important lesson for me was at one point he told me that at about the 10 year mark, like you're going to have to lower some of your expectations. And that was hard for me as a marriage helper. But once I did, and then he started to exceed the expectations, I had so much more joy because I hadn't expected him to be perfect because I go to one Mm. in stress. So it was an important lesson for us to learn from others. But I also like, like you said, that we can still be idealists. And I hope those in the other triads can learn from us too, that it is wonderful to have high hopes for your marriage, right? 
Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And so I love that we can carry each other along in that way. And I'm so grateful to you guys. One memory that stands out for me that I wanted to share today, as we get to talking about how you guys are still serving in the world is I wanted to say that I have a lot of great memories with you guys from mystery parties to uh, funny travel stories from uh, Wes and Parker's travels with the girls to this one, which I wasn't with you for, and I'm regretful for it now. So one of the stories that really stands out most to me about you guys is the fact that during hurricane Irma, when I was in my running away space, I felt that I had to leave. And I remember talking to Caroline and she was packed up to uh, go somewhere and she was staying and that you guys stayed through it. Uh, with friends and that you hunkered down. And uh, I felt that you had great faith in that moment. I don't know if you felt that, or if you could share just a little bit about if that was like maybe a meaningful moment in your family. Yeah. You know, some of it could have to do with the fact that we're from Virginia beach and we've been dealing with hurricanes our whole life. Okay. So, you know, my, <laughs> my first instinct is, you know, that it's going to be, it's going to be fine. Everything's fine. It's going to be fine. I didn't feel that way. <laughs> I did not feel that way. <laughs> okay. Well, then maybe you should talk about why. <laughs> no, I, I just meant, yeah. So I think that my natural inclination, I think, I don't know, just a, I'm a very optimistic person and I think mm. things are going to be fine. You know, and one of the things that was really cool about staying was seeing, I felt really lonely at that time in my life. Like I didn't feel like I had a lot of good friendships and some people that kind of just came out of nowhere and really that were friends from that, you know, friends or acquaintances, but really went out of their way to help us. Like even, you know, like they were out of plywood everywhere. And I ran into an old friend Brock at the hardware store and he was like, Hey, I'm actually in the middle of building a house and we have extra plywood. And so he came and delivered it all to us. And, you know, and, and just little stories like that, like through that time of just seeing community come around us and really love us. And that it meant the world to me. And then I think we got to to also do that for other people. Yeah. Um, help our friend who is a single mom and help her with boarding up. And so staying was a really good experience, though it was really scary. But doing it with our close friends and we, you know, all stayed in the same house during the storm and read Psalm 91. Um, <laughs> and it was his own adventure like, staying, you know. Yeah, really <laughs> and the kids weren't scared because they got to have, you know, a three-day sleepover and they had such an amazing time. But yeah, that was a, a good experience and a scary experience. And I think that's somewhere where we also balance each other out is like, you know, you talk about like fight or flight and Caroline's instinct a lot of time is flight. Like, let's, let's go, let's get out of here. <laughs> and then I tend to want to stick things out or, or maybe it's just, because I think everything's going to be fine. But <laughs> so I think even in that, we balanced each other out and we were able to, to make a, a decision that really worked well for our family and then ended up being a blessing. Like even the friends that we stayed with, I think that grew our friendship closer during that time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I noticed a lot of people stay because if you're from any of the States where there's a lot of hurricanes, you know, that things get blown up and you have to make each person has to make the decision. And also sometimes there's a, even a 30 mile difference of you're fine to stay or a five mile difference, but, but it really right. did make your marriage stronger to walk through that and through some of these other adventures together, but that ended up being a beautiful adventure for you guys. So I love hearing that. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that you were able to deepen friendships just when you needed it. And that Caroline, you were able to see purpose in the pain and minister to people who needed that extra support during that time. 
I kind of forgot about that whole memory for a while. That was crazy. And you all, you got stuck in some major traffic, right? That was hard for you. I remember talking to you on the phone and being like, oh no. Yeah. Seven being stuck in major traffic is not pretty, but I ended up getting a lot of heart palpitations, but not realizing that I was anxious because I wasn't connected to any anxiety. So it was nice to talk to friends and you and being a four able to say, you're probably just anxious. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, I'm not at all. What is this weird <laughs> feeling I'm having? <laughs> yeah, Les said the same thing because he was behind me on the road and it was meant for us to go. We were bringing his grandma up north and that was very important, but it was definitely an adventure for you guys. And I love just that memory of sometimes you guys just caring for all these people that are the least of these and staying in hard moments. So I guess I wondered also if you have a place where we can follow you and see you guys ministering, because I want to share that with others, these beautiful pictures and moments in your journey where you're doing this beautiful work. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, right now we are working with Youth for Christ International uh, in the Americas area. Mm-hmm. So see uh, for the last six years, I was leading Youth for Christ in Sarasota and Bradenton mm-hmm. and felt called back to missions. And so this opportunity came to, to work in the Americas area, which encompasses Latin Amer- or South America, Central America, and the Caribbean. And so we have ministry in 23 nations throughout that area. And my job right now is mainly connecting, you know, looking for strategic partnerships with within the Christian community in the United States and connecting them with the work God's doing through Youth for Christ International. And then also doing a lot of coaching and just strategic planning with our leaders and just really helping empower our local leadership. One of the things that I love about Youth for Christ is that our approach to missions uh, really honors the dignity of every person. Um, And we really believe that every person has, God has given them everything that they need to have a full and healthy life. Sometimes they might need a little bit of a handout to, to get started, but usually if we can resource and train and, and help, you know, help them have a vision for their own life, then they can walk out of poverty on their own. And so even the way that we approach missions, all of our nations that we work in are led by local indigenous leaders. And so our role in the States is to come along and support them, but it's not a supervision role or a, you know, a boss role. It's really a partner um, where we're there to, to just to help as, as much as needed. And, and I really love that. And then, you know, a big part of that role is telling the stories of what God's doing through these ministries. And so that's why I just think it's so neat how brought Caroline and I both into this organization that there was such a humongous role for both of us to play, you know? And so her now utilizing all of the training and education that she's got in visual storytelling, she's now able to use to tell about the work that we're doing and help connect with new people and help grow the ministries and and ultimately help more children. And so that's at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. So we have a website. You can go to uh, www.fortheamericas.org. So that's a good starting point to connect into what we're doing and you can learn about our mission. And, and if you want to get involved, you can, that's a great place to start. And yeah, so we're on Instagram and Facebook and, and all that good stuff at for the Americas. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. I will share your stories on our Instagram page as well, because I think that a lot of people will really enjoy just seeing the way that you capture those pictures and the true stories of what's happening. And 
I think that your pairing is all about that, capturing the artistic narrative of the world and offering hope and the ideals of you guys can rise up and have a beautiful life. And you're part of that and that launching for them. And I've seen it for years watching you guys do this with local teens and giving them so much fun and connection. I mean, that's the words, right? For four and seven fun and connection. So thank you so much. Our community, you, but now you're serving the whole world. So we're so grateful. <laughs> yeah, we miss you guys too. Can't wait to see you soon. Yes. And I just have to say this glow guide that you shared with me a few months back, like really impacted me. When I started reading through it, I think that I had been taking for granted a lot of the things that Parker and I bring to each other. And like this idea of the glow was just so beautiful to me. Mm. Um, And it helped me to really like appreciate it and lean into it. And it just felt like the greatest form of self-care and then like care for our marriage. So Mm -hmm. I really appreciate all of your thoughtful work. We are so amazing the way that you write and just like so much that you've put into this guide and just the, the overall work that you're doing is really amazing. So thank you. I'm so happy. That's totally my pleasure and my wheelhouse. So to know that it blessed my dear friends is just a total joy. So thank you for making my day and for coming on today, guys. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Krista. Thank you, Krista. <gasps> okay. I'm so glad that you guys got a chance to hear the four, seven pairing, because like we were saying in the podcast interview, it is not a pairing that people think always is together. And yet some of my closest nieces and nephews, my best friend from growing up and clearly Caroline and Parker have such a chemistry between the four and the seven. It doesn't mean we're without our struggles there, but we find our way with time and with creating a spiritual life together. When you have God in your life as well, there's less of that idealistic pressure together and more just the healthy ideals, the ideals that we can make changes that are beautiful in the world and lasting. And especially, I think what I've loved just hearing on the episode so much, and even to the point of tears, wow, was the ways that they can light one another up and make one another feel seen and heard and loved and valued for their gifts. I just think that's one of the best reasons for marriage. And we don't often know when we're early young marrieds that anything's going to really come of it besides just fun. And I remember thinking, as I've said here before, marriage would be this sleepover every night and just very silly and fun. But as Parker stated, you really get the depths too with time, especially in marriage to a four. And as Caroline stated, in marriage to a seven, you really do get that forward pull and that momentum. But you have it on your own too. If you're a four who's married to another type, I know you get that momentum when you find that meaning. And I know that as a seven, when you allow that spiritual work into your life and you're not just going with our gluttony we love, that you are forced to face the harder things, the staying things. And that glow, when they do that together, oh wow, that just moves and it also stays so beautifully. So I'm so grateful for them and I hope you will check Caroline and Parker out at fortheamericas.org. I hope you guys have such a great week. I hope you have a happy 4th of July. If you're hearing that podcast around this time and uh, we are definitely for the Americas here and all the world. And I know that you guys are too. So wherever you're listening from, have an amazing week and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.